So keeping the momentum going is subject number five on episode eight. And this subject is prearranged marriage. Uh, my point is that the quarantines, you know, they hid, well, they hid and exposed many family secrets. And um, this thing about prearranged marriage, um, they're stories of... Um, these Navajos back in the days, there, there's few of them that I want to talk about, but the reason why I want to talk about them is they were kind of like prearranged marriages, but, uh, they're like hidden little secrets within families. You know, when, um, when these lockdowns and quarantines happen, you know, it, it created more new hidden family secrets. Like I was saying, incest being one of them. And, um, there, there is a, there's a veteran I know who, who knows this, um, well, it's kind of like a celebrity on the reservation. And, um, this person, you know, was talking a lot of smack to this veteran. And then uh, later on, it was discovered that there was, uh, two guys that were, um, I think they were related to that family in some way. And, uh, their vehicle broke down. So they end up walking over to the, this little, the celebrity's home. And, um, they, they noticed that, you know, that someone was home, but then at the same time, um, you know, you're just being polite and you knock on the door. Well, they heard, um, they heard some noise inside. Like there was somebody kind of moving around. And, um, so, you know, they just decided, you know, sometimes it's just like one of those reactions. Like sometimes you'll knock on the door and then uh, somebody will say, you know, Hey, come on in. Or you hear a suspicious noise. You just want to make sure the person isn't having, um, like some kind of a convulsion or something. So your, your impulse is just to like knock on the door and then come on in. You know, if you don't hear anybody say, come on in. So I guess that was their mentality. And when they walked in the, the young celebrity there, he was, um, he had his wiener inside his mom and they were having sex right there in the living room floor. And those guys slammed the door like, Oh shit. So that turns out that that actually is a true story because there are the relatives related to those guys that were saying, yeah, that, that young celebrity guy there, <clears throat> excuse me, he actually does have sex with his mother and his mother, I, I said, was the mother an attractive woman? He's like, no, not even. <laughs> she's just, you know, she's very unattractive, but for some reason, she, you know, she has no shame and that's why she had her, uh, her own biological son inside of her, you know, where he came out, he was trying to come in, <laughs> you know, but you know, terrible joke there, but, um, so anyways, like these pre pre-arranged marriages, you know, it, what I'm trying to get to about that is the young child, um, the young children that are used, that are being exploited sexually for, for reasons that adults know is just to gratify themselves, to have that, um, that sexual explosion that they, that they want, but doing that on a, on a younger person. So, uh, there's a story of, um, 
this couple from Clagato, uh, was it Clagato? I think it was Wide Ruins, eh, somewhere in that area. But um, uh, this one lady, she was dying, and the man that she married was not the biological father of her daughter. Uh, the biological father was, you know, who knows where he was, you know, if he was still alive or if he was just didn't want anything to do with the family or whatever. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyways, um, so the lady, the mother there, um, she told her husband as she was dying, she was like, you know, I want you to marry my daughter. I want you to, I don't want you to be with any other woman. I want you two to be together. So that was her dying wish. And the guy, being a typical Navajo dumbass, he's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to marry your daughter. So the daughter didn't know what to make of it, you know. And here comes the guy she's known as step Stepdad. He comes up to her and says, all right, we're going to get married. And, uh, you know, go ahead, start taking off your clothes and spread your legs, you know. Uh, let's go make some, start making some babies. So when I was a kid, I remember seeing this couple and – the lady ne really never looked happy to be with that guy. And that guy always seemed pretty happy, you know. So I really didn't, um, I kind of noticed that as a kid, but I never didn't, you know, obviously, to, how could you research something like that and kind of look more into it? But it turns out that the reason why the lady wasn't really feeling the guy was because he, of that's the arrangement that happened, that happened, the, um, the mother, her mother telling her, her, her stepdad, oh yeah, get, marry my daughter, you know, and I don't want you being with any other woman. And so the young lady there, she, you know, what choice did she have? She was basically uneducated in, in that type of sense, that, that type of setting. So she had no choice but to, uh, have her, um, stepdad, you know, get her pregnant and, I don't remember how many kids they had, but there was a lot, man. I remember babysitting, my sister's babysitting, and I would help them. And, uh, you know, I kind of play with the kids, too. And um, so that's where that whole thing kind of made me, when my mom finally told me this a few years ago, that's where it was kind of like a mind-blown, you know, moment. I was like, holy shit, really, you know. But <laughs> I didn't say that to my mom, though, but I was just, I was just kind of surprised. I was like, damn, because, you know, the way my mentality is, if I was with a woman who already had a daughter and she was dying and she says, I want you to marry my daughter, promise me you'll marry her. For the sake of that lady's dying, I would say, OK, yeah, I will. And then after she's dead, I'd look at the girl and say, hey, man, you know, I'm not going to marry you. Just so you know, that's you. You go. I mean, you go find someone in your age group in your range, but just be smart about it basically. But, you know, just kind of like teach the young lady just to what to look out for and stuff like that. But to actually say, okay, you know what? Your mom says uh, for me to marry you. So I'm a dirty, horny old man. So yeah, let's get together so I can knock you up. You know, it, it, that's where it's kind of, um, these, these pre-arranged marriage, um, they're probably going on constantly, even now to this day, uh, that's what I'm assuming <laughs> because one of the things about, um, the Navajo way of life is there's a, a factor called the common law marriage where 
if you're together with someone for so long and you have a couple of children together, you're pretty much married. You're pretty much husband and wife, whether you sign um, um, like a marriage license or not, you know, you're still considered husband and wife. So that's where I've always been wondering too, like, how come we don't have more marriages on the res? You know, uh, I'd like to see that a lot more rather than, you know, children born out of wedlock, you know, it, it's not a big old factor for me, but it's just kind of, um, something that I wish that it could kind of start changing things in another direction rather than the way we let the government take over and tell us how to live, how to, where to go, when to leave and, uh, what vaccine to get, you know, what booster shots to get, how many to get next, you know, all that stuff. When to social distance, when to put on your mask, which is basically all the time, every time. So anyways, so that's kind of in the realm of what I'm trying to say about, you know, just basically freedom. Uh, if, uh, why, why is it that the, um, the Navajo way of life can say, you know what, you can marry somebody, someone or somebody, but that's, that's, that's our culture and nobody's going to change that. But then here comes the, the government saying, oh, here's the coronavirus. You, you have to do this. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. You know, and, and like still to this day, you know, it kind of cracks me up that, um, I will see some Navajos driving with their face covers on while they're inside their vehicles that, and, um, you know, there's still people who believe that the, that the way things happen, um, like the way now that they're starting to lift those mandates of, uh, social distance and wearing the face covers and all that, that that was, uh, it was due to the prayers they were giving that they were praying to every day, that that is what's making it come true you know that god has finally listened and has told the government okay government you guys did what you needed to do now let my divine power be and let the people be free but first you got to make sure that uh, you get rid of the mandates you know um that's where we're kind of like easily um tricked and um so with that being established I wanted to bring up this um, other story, and this is um, a lady that um, through through relatives, that's how she got to know me and my mom and my sisters and my brothers. And anyway, she was telling a story, telling us a story one time when um, uh, I don't I don't remember how this conversation started. But she said that when she was a baby, um, she was being held by the man who she would marry 30 years later. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, the guy that was going to be my husband later on, he was holding me as a baby. And, uh, and so then I, could, you know, I was thinking, I didn't want to ask her because, you know, she already kind of seemed uncomfortable, but she seemed like she wanted to get it off her, uh, her chest, you know, but I was going to say, so you're telling me that this man was basically waiting for you to hit puberty just so he can, so he can hit it, you know, he can deflower you or, 
exactly how, you know, I kind of was wondering what was the mentality behind that dude's mind was like holding a, a, an infant child female saying, Oh, I'm going to plow you when you get to 18, you know, or when I, when I feel that you're ready to get plowed, I'm going to be coming after you next. You know, was he getting all turned on by holding the baby, you know? So stuff like that, it really kind of gives like a, a twisted sense of reality and humanity to the way some people treat um, other humans on this reservation. And like I said, the government mandates being the perfect thing, uh, showing that, um, you know, uh, the without doing the research, a lot of people are saying that um, that what went on with this quote unquote pandemic was the real thing. And to me, I'm like, you know, if you could only just do a little bit more research and not jump the gun so often, you'll see that it's a little bit different. Um, it's not exactly the way you're, you're making it sound, you know, and yeah, of course the hospitals and all that are going to have to have a say in something that's dealing with a virus and a sickness because there's money behind it. There's, um, what do you call that thing? Not, not only investments, but there is, um, the, these miracle cures, um, the pharmaceuticals, you know, they're basically, there's all that money tied in behind it that we don't know that we don't see. And that's why, you know, when these people were really jumping at it saying, Oh, you all need to wear your mask, you know, kind of being hypocritical because they're really following something the government has laid out for them when this whole time they've been living their lives, uh, going up against the government. And then all of a sudden now, they're like, okay, yeah, you need to wear your mask and get vaccinated because that's what the government's saying. And I feel that the government is right. It's like, are you sure? You know how shady the government is. You know how much millions and billions and trillions of dollars these guys deal with money that we, we will never see only because, you know, everything is corrupt in that way. But, um, you know, that's where these prearranged marriages are kind of like how the government treats us, you know. It's like they, they've got this long-term plan where eventually they will put it to use. And as, as, as the public generations go on, uh, the previous generations of elders, they're, they're all dying off. You know, they're, they're no longer with us. And the ones that are still with us are a miracle because, you know, they, they managed to fight and survive and live this whole time without being, you know, like elderly abuse by being neglected and stuff like that. So these, um, there was another example I had of a, a prearranged marriage. I was going to write it down earlier, but I, I lost it now. And, um, that's where, um, you know, just all that mentality of how we were set as a tribe before the pandemic hit the quote unquote pandemic it, it's kind of a, it's a really big shock when you kind of step back and you look at it and you say, oh, that's how we were before this happened. Man, that was terrible. Or man, it's a good thing we got away from that. Or, oh man, we should have kept it the way it was. Or yeah, that the way we had it before all this uh, government coronavirus came in was the best way that I was living. It was my best life, you know. But now when you look at it, you know, 
we were easily <clears throat> punked out and, and tricked as a tribe. And that's where, you know, like I said, don't really mean to go off course, but the pre prearranged marriages, that's what it seems like to me where you really wouldn't have that, uh, chance, that opportunity. But anyways, uh, I passed my 15 minute mark. I'm at 16 minutes here. So I'm going to go ahead and cut it off here and go on to the last subject of the night, which is reservation bestiality.